And welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I am Alicia Sharp, your host. And today on the show, we have Tony Evans. And if you didn't know, Tony Evans is actually Priscilla Shire's dad. And he's talking to us today about Emmanuel, God with us, and basically just how amazing it is that God would send his son not only to just be with us, but it's God with us. It's not just some other random person with us. It's God with us. And he has come to this earth so that not only to become like us, but so that we can be like him. He's an exact representation of the Father in the flesh on this earth. And it's phenomenal just the miracles that surround even Jesus's birth on this planet and just the, the lineage and the history. And Tony goes into some of that, and it's really fascinating. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Tony. A master key is designed to unlock any door so that you can enter in to see what's inside. Jesus is the master key to Christmas. And one of the ways that we get to know him is through the many names that God has given to him in Scripture. One name that I would like to focus on today is found in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It reads as follows. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Let me read that again. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Here we have a name given to Jesus Christ, and that he was to be called Emmanuel. Now, if you will notice closely in your Bibles, you will see that this is a quote. Verse 22 says, now all that took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. So verse 23 is a fulfillment of something that had been previously predicted or prophesied. That comes from Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, where it says a virgin shall have a son. So in order to understand what Matthew 1.23 means, you have to go back to what Isaiah 7.14 meant. Since Matthew 1.23 is a fulfillment of Isaiah 7.14. We know what it's translated to mean. It means God with us. But what does that really mean to call Jesus Emmanuel? God with us. Well, back in Isaiah 7.14... God's people were being attacked by the enemy. God showed up and told King Ahaz, I'm going to give you a sign of victory. And the sign of victory I'm going to give you is a virgin having a son, which will be my sign 
that you win and the enemy loses. So the virgin that has the son is really a sign of your victory and that I'm going to be with you in spite of what is attacking you. Matthew picks up that quote and quotes it related to the birth of Jesus Christ. So one of the things you need to understand about Emmanuel is that no matter what you have gone through, no matter what's been good, bad, and ugly this year, no matter what you're going to face next year, you need to know the name Emmanuel because that means you're not facing it alone. God is with you. You're not by yourself because the birth of Christ or Emmanuel means God is with you. But let's go a little deeper because obviously this prophecy goes much deeper. He says that this child that is born will be not just with you, but God with you. So the first thing you need to understand about Jesus Christ is his designation as God. He is designated as God. Now we'll talk about how that happened in just a moment, but for right now, the New Testament over and over and over again equates Jesus with God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 says that Jesus is the exact copy and duplication of God. Hebrews 1.3 says he is the exact representation of God. The Jews wanted to kill Jesus because he made himself equal to God. So when we talk about Jesus, we're talking about God, not just another man. When I began to look at some of the names of God in the Old Testament and then some of the declarations about Jesus in the New Testament, it became even more replete about the deity of Jesus Christ, that he is God. For example, God is called in the Old Testament Elohim, the creator God. And yet the New Testament says everything that was created was created by Christ Jesus. In the Old Testament, God is called Jehovah, the I Am. And Jesus says to the Jews before Abraham was, I Am. In the Old Testament, God is called Adonai, the boss. In the New Testament, the Bible says we must confess Jesus as Lord, your boss. In the Old Testament, he's called Jehovah Nisi, your banner of victory. In the New Testament, Jesus says, and I have overcome the world. In the Old Testament, God is called Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. In the New Testament, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd and the sheep hear my voice. In the Old Testament, God is called Jehovah Saba. He's the Lord of hosts. In the New Testament, Jesus said, I could have called 10,000 angels. In the Old Testament, God is called El Elyon the Lord uh, who is uh, uh, high and mighty. In the New Testament, Jesus says, I sit on the right hand of the Father, way up high. In the Old Testament, God is called El Shaddai. In Revelations 1.8, the Bible says, Jesus Christ is Lord Almighty. So if you can get confused about the name of God, all you got to do is remember Emmanuel. 
because he is not only with us, he is God with us. But how did God get to be with us? Because God is transcendent in nature. That means the theologians say he's holy other. That is, he's outside of our realm. He exists in another realm. He is infinitely distinct from his creation. So you cannot talk about creation as though God is a part of it because he's distinct from it. He's in another zone. But he wanted to be with us, dwelling among us. So exactly how did this occur? Well, the prophecy tells us. Because the scripture says that a virgin would get pregnant and have a baby boy. Well, a lot of things go into that. We call this in theology the hypostatic union. That means the union of two natures in one person, unmixed forever. Let me say that again. The hypostatic union is two natures in one person, unmixed forever. That's why Jesus is sometimes called the Son of God, because he has the nature of deity, and other times he's called the Son of Man, because he has the nature of humanity. Two natures in one person that never cross each other, unmixed forever. Well, the way that occurred is that a virgin would have a baby. When Mary asked the question in the book of Luke, how could this possibly be that I'm pregnant? The angel told her, well, let me explain, girlfriend, how this works. You have an egg, and the Holy Spirit's got the sperm. And he's going to fertilize your egg with the sperm of deity. And so you are going to, apart from a man, get pregnant and give birth to a baby boy. That is the only time in history that this has occurred. So the reason that Jesus Christ can be God and man is he has the egg of humanity and the sperm of deity coming together to produce two natures in one person, unmixed forever. The Bible explains how that occurs in Philippians chapter 2 because it says in verse 6, who although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped or held on to. So let's just stop there. It says, although he existed in the form of God, that is, Jesus, before he became a man, existed as part of the Godhead. That's why Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, unto us a child is born, but unto us a son is given. Because even though the child was born, the son had to be given because the son existed before the child ever got born. Because the son existed in the form of God prior to the child being born in the form of man. So the only reason you got the child being born is because you previously had the son in existence. He says, now the way that that occurred, according to this next verse, it says, but he emptied himself taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. He emptied himself. What does that mean? Well, let's pretend you've got a pitcher of water. The water in the pitcher represents deity or divine nature. And then you've got a glass 
and you take the pitcher and you pour the water, you empty the water out of the pitcher into the glass. Whatever is in the pitcher, the water, now has been deposited or emptied into the glass. So what you had at the virgin birth was deity being poured into humanity. Isn't it amazing that God became flesh and dwelt among us like that? Deity being poured into humanity. Wow. God loves us so much more than we could ever imagine. And again, that was Pastor Tony Evans, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under Tony Evans Emmanuel, and the entire clip is there. You can also find out information about him at his website, which is TonyEvans.org. I encourage you to check him out, check out his website and go over there and um, do some more research on him, find some other clips on YouTube. They're all over the place. So he's, he's a great man of God. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas, and I will see you actually on Christmas Day. This is Christmas Eve, so enjoy it. And please, if you get a chance, go over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for me. That would be wonderful. And share this podcast with your friends. Have a great day. God bless. And remember to live a 320 life more than you can imagine. And, of course, that comes from Ephesians 320. God bless.